And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And I thank you for tuning in today. I hope you're having a great day out there. If throughout the course of the show, or maybe you're catching this later as a podcast, whenever, if you have any questions, send those to me. And uh, you can send those to askandy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. I like to put that out there. I've gotten a lot of great questions recently. And those help me build some shows for you, in, in essence, because I know what's on your mind. And that changes from time to time, from season to season, uh, both literally seasonally and uh, right as we roll through the decade and see what's going on economically, uh, legislatively sometimes, and so on. Again, send those to askandy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. And today's show may trigger a few questions for you. In fact, what I, what I want to do, what I've prepared for today is I, I want to take a look at the four types of investing that you can learn to do at Lifestyles Unlimited. Now, if you've listened to the show before, you're probably scratching your head thinking, wait, four types? Don't you normally talk about two asset classes? Yes, that's true. What we do at Lifestyles Unlimited, we teach you how to invest in single family rental houses. That's one asset type, one asset class, as well as apartments. Both are in the residential uh, uh, real estate space. But there are really four different hats that we can wear across those two asset classes, and I want you to understand those today. Uh, single family, that's one hat, and, and that's just single family, kind of. Well, single family also includes duplexes, triplexes, and quads. Uh, yeah, that's small multifamily, you might call it that, but it's financed like single family. We, we value it like single family, so we do lump that with single family. And then there's multifamily apartments, and you have three different hats you could potentially wear there. Some people wear just one, some people where all three, and that is you could be an independent rental owner. We call that an IRO. We'll get into the details of what that really means. You could be a lead or you could be a passive. So those those are the four hats, single family, IRO, lead, or passive. And that's really wanna, what, I, what I wanna dive in to with you today. So that you can take away at the end of the show, if you're new to this, if you're catching this for the first time, or maybe you've been listening for, for a while, weeks, months, years even, and you still haven't decided which hat do I want to wear. Maybe this will help you with that decision. Because we do need to make a decision and we do need to take action and, and move forward if we're going to get to that financial freedom that, uh, that I opened the show with. And just so you do understand, if you are new to the program, Lifestyles Limited has a very long track record over three decades as an organization founded in Houston by Del Walmsley uh, in 1990 with the intent to, to teach you how to invest in both single family and apartments. So we do education, we do mentoring for investors. And with that long track record, we, we really know this business. You know, I personally, as an investor, joined Lifestyles in 2012. Well, let me rephrase that. I was not an investor then. I joined with the intent, with the, the goal of becoming a real estate investor, and that happened. That worked. I got the education. I leveraged the mentors, got out of corporate America, which was the goal, my wife as well. And uh, now we're, we're very involved in, in, in the process. 
And we're over 50,000 members strong. I think that says a lot. Thousands of whom have, like I, have reached their financial freedom just by just by learning to invest in, in, in residential real estate, houses and apartments, buying single family and apartments, creating and enjoying cash flow, adding value, creating equity and wealth. And again, we have the education and, and, and mentoring to help you on that path. And as I go through today's show, we're going to talk about those four hats that you can potentially wear. A couple of terms I'll probably use throughout. Cash flow is one. I think that's pretty clear. We're, we're renting out a property, paying the expenses, and we have a net cash flow at the end of the day that we retain. That's we want to see cash flow and equity capture or equity gain. That's the, the, the big equity boom that we can create through the process by buying right typically a distressed property, renovating it and adding value. So cash flow and equity capture often use those with, with, with uh, respect to houses. And then in the apartment space, space we'll often say yield play, which is the same as cash flow. That's buying an apartment that is kicking off cash already. So cash flow, that's a yield play compared to a value add play, which means something that needs a lot of work commonly, a lot of repositioning. We might use that term. Uh, to take it from less than ideal, maybe unprofitable, maybe loss-making, maybe in foreclosure, and really turn it around and, and create that cash flow, but really add value and create a lot of equity, a lot of wealth. That's the big difference in, in apartments. We've got the yield on one end, the value add on the other. And very commonly, you're not. it's not a black and white uh, binary sort of situation, one and zero, right? We, we're typically somewhere in the middle with what we call a hybrid. There's some components of both. It may not cash flow quickly. Uh, we may get to that yield later and so on, but uh, we'll talk about that, in fact, when we get to two apartments. But I want to start with what I started with 11, 11 or so years ago now, which is single family. We like single family because it's a great place to start. If you've never invested in real estate, this is a good place for a lot of people because a lot of us own our homes. We've gone through that process. We understand how a house works. It requires less capital to get into a single family rental house. Even if you're doing what we do, I, I watched, uh, I was on a virtual road trip recently this past week and we looked at different markets where houses were available for sale and the Lifestyles Realty team in each market presented these. And there's one actually right here in Dallas with a $90,000 renovation budget. Contractor GC had already been out there and th these are fairly solid numbers. That sounds like a lot. You think, whoa, buying for 100K plus, 90K in rehab, how is that gonna work? That's gonna be a ton of money. But if you're following the right process, and we teach you how, that, what that process is, using hard money, for example, doing the renovations, repairing right, the out-of-pocket on this was, was nominal. 25, 26, $27,000, that's not that much to create in this case, I think it was like $50,000 in equity. That's huge. That's almost a 200% return. I love that equity right there and it cash flows. So sometimes it's a really big rehab budget. Sometimes it's not that big at all. I've done some where I had five, six, $7,000 in repairs to get it rent ready. So it's all over the place. You know, you decide which type of asset you want to, to target, what kind of cash flow, what kind of equity gains, but there's a lot of them out there. And it's lower cash out of pocket to do these things. And it does cash flow quickly, even with a $90,000 budget. In this example, you know, it might be a couple of months of repairs. And then we have it on the market for lease. And then it's kicking off cash flow very, very quickly. Lower, lower rehab budget, obviously, will go quicker. 
And then we saw, we talked, mentioned that substantial equity gain. Now it's not always 50,000. Sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 20, sometimes it's lower. You know, I bought a few things that are pretty much rent ready that had practically no equity, but a lot of cash flow. So you have to be able to decide what am I giving up for something else? We did a show, in fact, recently on, on opportunity cost, and that really does come into the conversation here. The other thing about houses is, is aside from being a very quick turn in, in terms of getting it rent ready, we're able to turn them very quickly on the backside if we want to sell those. You know, we want to, that equity gain back, whoa, it's huge. I want to tap into that now. Very quick, very easy to put that back on the market and sell that. Now, we're not doing that under a year because we don't want to be in the earned income tax rates. That's essentially flipping. We're going to hold that for a year and a day or longer, commonly three to maybe five years, and then we'll sell. Another good thing with single family, is uh, something for you to think about, is that the the resident base is a little bit different perhaps than you may see in apartments maybe just the mentality don't know income whatever but residents in houses tend to stay longer than in apartments not not one year not two years sometimes three you may have that same resident for that ent entire hold period if you take it five years maybe you take it seven years for some reason it's not uncommon for that same resident to stay put. And that's great because one of our biggest costs is if we do have a turn, if somebody moves out, we have to do a couple of, you know, quick make ready. Uh, that does add to our, our cost side. Uh, but residents tend to stick around longer, just a different mentality in, in single family. And we have a very big pool. When we do get to that point where we sell, we have a very big pool of buyers because not only I could sell to another investor, but if you look at the market right now, yeah, rates are high. But buyers are still out there. The demand is still there. The inventory is not. The buyer pool relative to the inventory is huge. And that's always going to be the case in most situations. So big pool of buyers when it does come time to sell. Now, I mentioned duplex, triplex, quad. Those are essentially treated as single family. They're valued like single family based on sold comps. But and they're typically cash flow cows, cash cows. They don't typically appreciate in the same way as single family. Now, we're not buying for appreciation. We're buying to create equity at the outset. We like that known variable rather than that unknown, which is appreciation. But if you look at any duplex, triplex quads over the years, they tend not to appreciate at the same rate as fast as houses. And you will have a smaller buyer pool when, when it does come time to divest those. But again, if you're trying to create cash flow to get out of that job, great place to go. Now, I mentioned just a moment ago the virtual single-family road trip. Where are we buying? Well, at Lifestyles Unlimited, we now have realty teams across the nation. I saw houses uh, here in Dallas-Fort Worth where I sit, Houston, Central Texas. Uh, where else were we? Missouri, Kansas, um, South Carolina, I think, was on there. Uh, Georgia, I mean, all over the place. And we're in many other markets, great markets. If you look at any kind of press lately, where are people moving to? Well, you're going to find Lifestyles Unlimited is there as well. So that kind of answers the why, the where, the, 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 the who is doing this things, these things on, on single family. And I want to I transition to IRO because that is a very common transition, in fact, is to go from single family into apartments. And this is where you've got to decide, okay, three potential hats. I could be an independent rental owner, I could be a lead investor, or I could be a passive. Which one do I want to do? This may take a little bit of introspection and, and thinking about your character yourself. Uh, what is it you want? What are your goals? But let's start with IRO. 
And let me define that. That, that. Again, that's an acronym. It stands for independent rental owner. That's just common jargon in, in the industry. Essentially, that's somebody that is buying an apartment community just by themselves. No partners. No, no, no passive investors. Let me put it that way. You may have partners, one or two, just to help shore up the financing, et cetera. Uh, but it's basically an individual buying an apartment community. And I find that people with single family experience do make good independent rental owners. They can, especially if you're, you're, you're self-managing your single family portfolio, because you do tend to be, but don't have to be, but tend to be a little more hands-on at least early on in those small apartments. In fact, there's a, I'm a member of the Apartment Association of Greater Dallas, and they have an IRO arm. There are a lot of single-family investors there. We are, in effect, independent rental owners, aren't we? Now, with the IRO route, small, multi-family, doesn't have to be small, by the way. I mentioned Del Walmsley, the founder of Lifestyles Unlimited. He's out there buying apartments on his own. You know, we're not talking five unit, 10 unit, 20 unit. He's buying much bigger. So it depends on your position, your capital, et cetera. But I will tell you this, the the barrier to entry, it's higher in small or, or IRO multifamily than in single family. Okay, we're going to get to that. Why do an independent rental owner investment? Why buy uh, apartments on your own? There are a few reasons. Again, big one is the valuation. Apartments are valued vastly differently than single family, which are based on sold comps. Apartments are valued based on cash flow, and you have a lot of control. You can do a lot of things to drive up that cash flow, increase those revenues, drive down those expenses, and increase the net operating income. That's what I mean by cash flow, and increase the value. Big, big thing there. And you have a lot of control. You know, people that are considering the passive hat versus the independent owner hat, well, when you have that independent owner hat, you are in the driver's seat. You choose when to refi. You choose when to sell. You are in control. Hey, quick break. We'll be right back. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Lifestyles Unlimited members share their stories and strategies for success at case study events. If you got laid off tomorrow, what would you do? Would you have to be working at McDonald's or wait to try and find another job with the downsizing in the economy? Kept on coming to meetings, even with David Fisher online and stuff like that, but still we just like, we need to make the jump. So we kept praying for time to get this job done, to, to be able to find the properties. How do we find the properties? How do you find the time? And God answered our prayers, and he got downsized from his corporate job. But they didn't buy just one house, right? No, they did not. You're rehabbing house number nine. right now. Nine. Wow. So every month, the cash flow is $3,200, okay? The equity of all the houses is up to 280000 Join us this month and learn from people just like you. Check in person and online dates at lukstudy.com. Once again, that's lukstudy.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. I thank you for tuning in today. If you have any questions, you can send those to askandy at luinc.com. And we are talking about the various hats you can wear in real estate as an investor, specifically with what we focus on at Lifestyles Unlimited, that single family 
and apartments. And then we talked at length about single family in the prior prior segment. And I want to focus on the apartment hats you might wear, because at some point, a lot of people start with houses and then graduate, let's say, to apartments. Other people come with a lot of capital and they're ready to just go straight into apartments. You know, 2012, when I sat through the, the two-day financial freedom seminar, Dell was up in town teaching that. And my wife and I afterwards, we asked him, well, here's kind of what we're looking at. What would you suggest? And back then he said, look, if you're, if you have under a hundred thousand dollars, go, go the single family route, build up that capital. If you're north of that number, go ahead and get into apartments do it now. So we, we went the single family route. We built up that capital and we have now shifted to, to apartments, common, common progression, progression right there. But then you ask yourself, okay, great. I've got the capital ready to go or I built it up through houses. Which direction now? So we started talking about independent rental owners. Those are people that are buying apartments just on their own. This is not a syndication. We are not pulling funds with a lot of other investors. This is totally unrelated to that. Now, a lot of what we're doing, the education that we need is similar, of course. We're just doing it by ourselves. Why? Control. So we started to mention at the end of the prior segment, I have control. I decide when, I decide where, how. So if you like to have that control, this may be a good route to go. If you're going to put your money passively into a syndication, you don't have that control. And that may frustrate some people. You've got to know your personality uh, in that in that respect. And I, gotta, I have another reason why for you. It's been years now. Uh, maybe the first year that I started doing this radio show, I had a guest with me. His name is Chuck. He's here in the Dallas area. And it was interesting as we went through the show because I, I learned about him and he owns a 16 unit apartment community here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And that was very interesting because at the time I had 16 single family houses. So he has 16 doors. I have 16 doors. We both had 16 doors. But the interesting part is management. Where are all of his 16 units located? Right there in the same place. Now, I don't remember if that's one building or two for him, but essentially for him, he's got fewer roofs to think about when that hailstorm blows through. He's got fewer walls, fewer foundations. Everything's in one place. If, I, if he wants to visit all 16 units, he can easily do that in a day, in half a day, probably in an hour. I'm all over Dallas-Fort Worth <laughs> with 16 houses. I can't even get to those in one day if I wanted to do that. So from a management perspective, there's big value right there. You've got everything in one place. Plus, if you think about it from starting to get into economies of scale, right? He's got 16 air conditioners in one place. Let's say he's going in and doing a big value add play. This is not a yield play. Let's say he's not getting cash flow. It's not rent ready, not ready to go, but he's got to go in and really renovate all of these things. He might be putting 16 air conditioners into those 16 units. Who has better negotiating power now? He does. Yeah, he does. So he could be buying, you know, assets along that yield play. He could be buying, have bought along the, the value, you know, play spectrum that we talked about. Looking for cash flow, that's yield. Looking for capital gain, that's the value add. And again, commonly, it may be a hybrid somewhere in between. You can do any of those in apartments. You, really, you can do any of those in houses as well. There's all, for, all variety out there. But when I think about the ease of getting into houses, the, the lower capital requirement that I have to have, the lower dollars in, in essence. When I look at independent ownership of an apartment uh, community, that hurdle goes up substantially. There is a big 
capital requirements. So this is something to maybe think about as you're building up that portfolio of houses, if this is the direction you want to go. And if I just run with that example, let's just say 16 units. I don't remember Chuck's numbers from, you know, three, four years ago, but let's just make some, let's just plug some numbers in here. If he's, if he bought that thing for a hundred thousand dollars per door, that's not uncommon in the Dallas Fort Worth market, if not higher, his purchase price would be 1.6 million for 16 units. Not bad. For easy math, I'm going to assume, and he did get financing. We always love to put financing on our investments that leverages our cash, lets us go farther. Back then, he might have put 25% down. Now, financing's tightened up right now in the current environment. You're probably not going to find that. Very unlikely. Maybe closer to 45 or even 50%. But for easy math, 25% down, what does that mean? If he bought it for 1.6, he's going to be putting $400,000 of his cash into that, into that community. The lender's going to bring the 12, the 1.2 million. Now, don't know what his rehab was, but let's assume common, good number to work with is 10,000 per door. Well, there's another 160K right there. And then you got to close. You got to pay that, <laughs> that broker, uh, that lender, and you need some working capital. There's another 100K. Do the math on that 400 plus uh, 160 plus 100. You're, you're somewhere north of 600K just right there. Not to mention the lender's going to have you keep some post-closing liquidity, usually 10% of the loan amount uh, ready to go as well. So you really have to have a strong balance sheet to go in this direction. And that's why I mentioned a moment ago, sometimes an IRO is not a solo guy or, or, or gal doing this, it might be a couple of people that have partnered for this very reason. That's perfectly okay. Get a little more capital together, balance, two balance sheets adding to that, uh, that underwriting for, for the lender. Um, that can get you there. But it's different than syndicating. So just keep that in mind. There can be a very large uh, capital component there. Now, of course, I'm talking 16 units. There are smaller apartments out there. You might look at a five unit to give that a go. Obviously, that's going to be, a, well, depending on the market, a lower purchase price, theoretically, lower capital commitment. And of course, there are much bigger apartments. As I mentioned, Del Walmsley, he's buying big communities as a solo owner. So think about that, that capital requirement. And that's why I say single family really makes a good starting point and is a good stepping stone to then becoming that independent rental owner. Now there's another path, very common path that other investors follow at Lifestyles Unlimited, another hat that they might be wearing rather than go that independent owner route, buying that community on their own, they'll choose to become a lead. What is a lead? Lead is a term that we use at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's in the broader market, you typically will hear syndicator or perhaps general partner. We call them leads because well, they go through a lead certification process and they are leading this investment. They are at the helm. So again, if you like control, well, maybe this is the position for you as well. Other reasons why you might want to go the lead route. Um, we talked about this a little bit with the um, independent owners. It's, it's, the, it's the notion of economies of scale. And if I'm pooling funds with others and I can buy an, a bigger apartment community, I it can attain greater economies of scale. Going back to my, my example with Chuck and 16 air conditioner units, well, now if I've got a 15-unit apartment community and I'm doing a big rehab and need to add 50 AC systems, my economies of scale just got even bigger. Much more negotiating power. 
So that's one of the reasons why we see leads going after progressively bigger apartment communities. Now, new person to the system is not going to go and take down a 500-unit apartment community. They're going to start smaller. They may even do a 16-unit as a lead, as a syndicator. As their wealth grows, since they do participate uh, with their own funds, they're able to get bigger and bigger as well. Another reason, again, why we like apartments and going in as a lead is the way that it's valued. It's just simply different than, than single-family houses. We've talked about this on prior shows, and we can really massive, massively leverage small improvements into very large value gains. And we're going to take a quick side route jog. A lot of syndicators out there following different models, and a lot of them follow a fee model where that's where they make their money as syndicators. I've seen acquisition fees, I've seen refinance fees, I've seen renovation fees, all manner of fees. So if you're operating and looking at syndications outside of lifestyles, just read very, very closely. Ask yourself, what is in it for them, especially if it's not just one general partner, but eight or ten. I've seen a ridiculous number of uh, cooks in, in, in the kitchen before. They're getting their money somewhere. Find out where. It's going to be in that documentation and ask yourself why. Okay. Don't see that at Lifestyles Unlimited. It goes back to that white paper. And with our pool of, with our community, with our pool of funds, just don't need it. So why be a passive? That's the last hat. We talked about single family. We talked about independent owner of, of, of apartments. We talked about becoming a lead. A lead needs passives and passives need leads. It's a symbiotic relationship. And pretty much anybody, who can be a passive? Pretty much anybody. Right, the capital requirements are lower. You know, I've seen typically there's a minimum investment threshold. It may be 25k, it may be 50, maybe higher. It depends on the investment. And I've seen lower. I've seen people participating with as low as five or 10k in investments. Um, you can be working a full-time job and invest as a passive apartment investor. A lot of people do that. I chose to go single-family and do that while working. A lot of people say, eh, I don't want to mess with that. They just go straight into apartments. And I've had some guests on the show that are millennials and Generation Z investors. Great for you because you're working right now. You've got an income and you've got a whole lot of time on your side. Invest in those apartments. They sell. Take those gains. Invest in the next two or three. Wash, rinse, and repeat. Get that apartment portfolio built, 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 and you can retire before you know it. Now, very important, I mentioned education for the leads. We also have a passive certification, and it's extremely important that a passive be educated. You need to understand how to read those PPMs, to look for things like those fees that we just talked about. That's what we do at Lifestyles Unlimited. We help you get that education. Now, why? What other reasons do people become passives? We mentioned the time component. You're working, you don't have the time right? We just don't have the time to do those jobs. Or and you're in my boat and I don't want to give up the time to become that independent owner or that lead. Yes, I give up control, but I trust the people I invest with because I know where they're coming from. And I do see a lot of leads, interestingly, that are massively invested as passives as well. In fact, for a lot of the leads, if you ask them, what are your longer term goals? Essentially, it's to create enough wealth to participate in enough of those passive investments so that they can get out of that lead role and ride off into the sunset. Which points me to the progression that I often see. Not always, but very often people start with single family, build up that capital, 
roll into independent owner or lead, and then roll into passive commonly at the same time, right? We, these are parallel tracks. And again, some leads prefer to do the IRO thing first before committing to becoming that lead. Other, the, the, I, I can go on the, I can run down the iterations, uh, probably ad infinitum, but I think you see the point. Lots of hats you can wear. Depends on where you're coming from. Depends on your goals. But ultimately, the reason we're doing it, we're talking about money and, and creating that money, but it's not the money. It's the lifestyle that we're getting to. That's what real estate does for us. It gets that money coming in passively to get us to that financial freedom so that we're meeting or exceeding the expenses of our lifestyle and we can retire. We don't have to work. We can go right off into that sunset, hang out with the grandkids, with my six-year-old son, whatever it is you want to do. And you can do that with single family houses. You can do that with apartments or both. So quick rundown, you know, capital requirements are going to be lower if you're getting into houses or investing passively. Higher if you want to be an independent owner or a lead. Commonly, it depends on the investments. You're going to give up control as a passive. You can retain that as an IRO, a lead, or even as a single family investor. Bottom line, though, we're all going to be making cash flow. We're all going to be finding that equity and creating that wealth. But you got to do it. You got to take action. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com to learn more. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.